And as you read, try and imagine the scene that um, the Lord and the disciples were in and what he was saying, alright? John chapter 14, verses 8 to 21, right? So we read um, with understanding, right? Reading, Philip saith unto the Lord, show, show us the Father, and he sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, if I have been so long with, with you, and yet thou hast not known me, Philip, he that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Believest thou that, that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but of the Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I shall do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray that the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth in you, with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Yet a little while, the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments, and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. God bless the reading of his word. Let us pray. Our gracious, loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for keeping us safe through yet another week of work and school. Lord, as you gather us into thy house to study your word, we pray that your Holy Spirit would speak, it, speak to our hearts, even as we have read, that he will be our teacher, that he will help us to understand the truth and bring to remembrance the things that our Saviour has said in other parts of the Bible. And Lord, we also pray that you would once again, search our hearts. You know wherein we have sinned against you, in, in our actions, in our thoughts, our words. Lord, you know our very deepest secrets. And Father, we pray that you forgive us and cleanse us. Even now, as you show us our sins, Lord, we want to repent by thy grace. And Father, we pray tonight that you will speak to every group, be in our midst. May your Holy Spirit work mightily, com com convict our hearts, transform our lives, Lord. Lord, if you have backslided, if you have not loved you, Lord, may this night be the night that we return back unto you. So speak to us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Alright, so last time we stopped, and remember in this um, chapter, there are three persons that ask three different questions to the Lord. Alright, so what are they? And then we saw in verse 5, right? Verse 5, it was Thomas. Thomas asked the Lord, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, how can we know the way? 
I don't know wh where you're going, Lord. How, how can we know the way? All right, then the second question was from Philip in verse 8. Philip says, Philip saith unto the Lord, Lord, show us the Father, and it suffice us. Now, so here we have the third question, which is in verse 22. Judas saith unto him, not Iscariot. Now, so this is the different Judas. Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? So all three times, the Lord answered their questions. Now, in this passage, John chapter 14, we have many popular verses, right? Someone can name one to me. Um, one popular verse, Melissa. Any popular verse here that you feel, oh, yeah, always say, memorize this verse. But what's the context? Any verse that speaks to you? Verse 16, I will pray to the Father and he'll give you another comforter. Right, so the, com the promise of the comforter. And then what else? Anyone else? Mabel? Verse 6, all right. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Very good. Another very popular one. We keep talking, we keep saying these verses, but what's the context? Brenda? 14. Yes, 14. <laughs> right, the most popular one probably. If, verse 14, if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Our favorite. Right, so very popular verses. Anyone else? One last one. Say again, 15. If you love me, keep my commandment. That may be not so popular among some. But we also know this. If you love me, keep my commandment. You see, so many, one after another, very well-known verses that we memorize. But do we know? What's the context? Why was the Lord talking about this? So the next time we quote this, we pray this, we know what we're praying. We know what we're talking about. All right? So here we go. Um, Thomas asked, Lord, where are you going? That is when Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. After he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, Philip was not satisfied. The Lord said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. What's the way? Who remembers? Veronica, do you remember what's the way? For what you remember was the way? What's the way? The way to where? The way to heaven. Very good. The way to the Father, to heaven. The truth. What's the truth? Shenrei? God's word. He is the living word and everything that Christ says is truth. Right? We can trust it fully. How to go to heaven? He has the, the truth that leads us there. What about the life? Um, uh, Jesslyn, what about the life? Do you remember? What's this life? Eternal, life? Eternal life. The resurrection. The resurrection and the life. Okay, so now here, the Lord says all this. And then Philip is not happy. Lord, Alright, Lord, I know you say all this, and I cannot believe it, but, but, but can you do us a favor? Can you show us the Father? You say you're going to the Father, right? And you tell us that the way, you are the way to heaven, to, to the Father. But can you just show us? Then we'll be very sure, right? Can you just show us? So here the Lord um, is very patient with Philip. Sometimes we're like that, right? God already said, and then we still say, Lord, why, why don't you just show me a little bit more? And the Lord in verse 9 says, Have I been so long with you, Philip, and you don't know me? If you've seen the Father, you've seen me. Okay, Shane, do you remember what it means? If you've seen the Father, you've seen me. Have you seen me? You've seen the Father, sorry. What does it mean when Christ says that? The Trinity, right? They are one. 
right? Identical in substance. Um, so they are one. They are in effect the same, the very same God. Now, then some of these verses will come. Um, all right. So I ask you your question one, right? Now we read now. To be able to answer some of the other questions, you must be very clear of the context. Question number one, what did Philip ask Jesus? We know Philip asked, um, show us the Father. The Lord answered about two things, verse 12, 13 and 14. What do you think the Lord answered them? So here is Philip uh, asking, Lord, please show us the Father. Then the Lord suddenly says these few things. Alright, 12, 13 and 14. Ray, what is the Lord talking about? Works, okay, and in particular, yeah, like works, right? Your works, and a promise of what? A promise or answered prayer, correct, right? So all this, the Lord is talking about and the ability, right? He says, you will do great things, greater than what I do, right? So doing great, powerful works, right or not? So that's why he's talking about power, okay? Very good, Ray, then what about verse 15? What is he talking about? That's straightforward. Talking about obedience, right? Talking about obedience. So, now, isn't it a bit strange? Now, when I first read this chapter, I said, alright, this is going to be a bit difficult to explain to you all, and I hope you can catch it. Um, so, I pray that you understand the context. Now, if someone says, um, one of you asks, uh, asks um, Ichung, uh, Ichung, can you show us, um, can you show us Shane? Alright, and then Yichung stands there and Yichung says, he starts talking to you about power, he starts talking to you about um, obey, and then you're like, I just want to see Shane. <laughs> so how do you link it? What, what, is, what is the Lord trying to tell them? Once we miss it, we miss the whole point about, actually we miss the whole point about life. Now here they say, I want to, we want to see the Father. Then he says, alright, you are going to great, do great powerful works, and then obey me. So, what is he talking about? Then you want to venture a guess. Did you go back and do this homework? Last week I said try. Now, why did Jesus answer this? I gave you the clue. The clue is in verse 21 and also verse 5. Verse 5, verse 21. Alright, verse 5, Jesus, uh, Thomas says, Show us the way. Show us the way. Then, um, verse 21, verse 21, he says, Now, if you love, if you keep my commandments, I will love you, the Father will love you, and will manifest myself to you. So what is this answer about? Because this is the most popular verses that you quote. The Lord says, I want, uh, they say, I want to see the Father. Then the Lord says, whatever you ask, I will, I will do for you. Hmm. Okay, I'll give you further clue. What was this situation? What was happening in this scene? This was Jesus before what? Brenda? Before his crucifixion. Very good. They just finished the, the supper together, right? The last supper together. It was just about Jesus' crucifixion. Now, so maybe I ask um, uh, Brenda again. <laughs> now, it was about his crucifixion. Why, why did the disciples ask, can you please tell us where you're going? Can you please show us the Father? What was in their heart? 
Remember we studied last week, verse 1. What was in their heart? What was happening to the disciples? Look at verse 1. <laughs> what was happening to the disciples? What made them ask questions like that? Very good. They were very troubled in their hearts, right? They were very troubled. This is a bit like that. Alright, so Veronica and Anna and uh, uh, Jennifer. So at your age, daddy says, oh, your daddy just said, I'm going for the mission trip, right? But Alex, I'm going for the mission trip. What do you say, Jennifer? Or Veronica? I know you said, oh, I wish daddy didn't go, right? Yeah, I know it's important, but I wish daddy didn't have to go, right? So the disciples are feeling that. They're very troubled. The Lord says, I'm going to die, and then I'm going to go to the Father. I'm leaving. Then in their heart, it's like, oh, please don't leave. So, so they were very troubled. So they say, you're going to leave. Can you, can you show us how to get there? Maybe they want to get there quickly. And they say, and not enough. Not enough it is. Just show us. Just show us the Father, and then we'll feel more comforted. Okay? So what is the Lord... Why did the Lord answer them this? Shenri, you want to try? Um, to try and teach them that the way and the Father which they are seeking is found through Him and obedience to God's Word. Okay, um, that the way to... They want to see the Father, right? Say, so you, you want to know the Father? You want the Father to show Himself to you? We already read in verse 21, right? How? Brenda. Eh, uh, uh, Jocelyn. Oh, ask Jocelyn already. Ask your sister. Ask through him. Through him, right. And what must they do? In verse 21, it says, If you do something, the Father and Him will manifest themselves to, to, to them. Jesus will manifest Himself to him to them also. What must they do? Keep His commandments. Keep His commandments, right? So the Lord says, Now, you are so anxious. You're very worried that I go away. You also want to see the Father. I tell you, you, you want that to happen, you keep my commandments and I will manifest myself to you. Now, this manifest means what? Physically? No. means spiritually, they will always know and see Christ. Right? So, obedience number one. So now, maybe i ask um, Ray because you gave the answer. Then why did Christ talk about, because you said about works and about prayer? And that is the two famous one, right? Whatever you ask, I will do it. Why do you think the Lord answered those, that? So one we know, the Lord says, if you want the Father, you want to see me, you want to see the Father, obey, right? He gave the answer. And we can tie it, right? Lord, where are you going? Don't worry, don't worry, I'm leaving. But as long as you obey me, I will always be very close to you, right? I will manifest myself to you, okay? Um, so that's one. That's why he answered that. But now the question is, why did he answer this? Ray, whatever you ask, I will do. To comfort them. But yes, it's linked with works, right? Okay, so you imagine this scene. Um, okay. Um, daddy is going away, right, Anna? Daddy is going away. And Daddy says, Anna, um, I want you... Uh, whatever you ask me when I'm away, whatever you ask me, I will do it for you. So you, you can call daddy anytime. This is about prayer, right? Whatever you ask. So you say, Anna, anytime you call daddy when daddy is away, I will, I will get it done. It will happen. Why does daddy say that to you? 
Is it to give you anything you want? Daddy is away. Hello, Daddy, I want to eat KFC. Then Daddy called KFC to come. Hello, Daddy, I want to go and play with fire. And they said, okay, I'll ask someone to turn on the fire for you. Would it be about those things? No, right? Daddy says, before Daddy leaves, she says, Anna, make sure you do your homework. Hmm? Okay? Anna, make sure that all the things that Daddy asks you to do, you will do. Then Daddy goes away, right? And then, but Daddy says, now when I'm away, everything that I ask you to do, don't worry, if you don't know how to do it, you call me, I will help you. Understand? Okay, so now you're, you don't want daddy to go. Daddy, please don't go, please don't go, please don't go. That's what the disciples are saying, right? Lord, please don't go. Please don't go. Now, so why does the Lord make this, give this prayer, give this promise which we all love? Whatever you ask, I will do. What has it to do with his leaving? I just give you a very big hint about Anna already. Hannah, Hannah. <laughs> Okay, he, he, will, he will be with them, he will help them, um, but we will help them in everything. Alright, so we look at the verses. Alright, don't look at me. I always tell you, look for the answer in the Bible. What is the context of verse 14? I always teach you look, how to look for context before and after, right? Alright, so Hannah, try again. Someone else, as Samantha. Want to try? Your, your mom is going away, your dad is going away, and you feel very sad. And your dad gives you instructions, and then they say, Don't worry, whatever you need, um, you just let me know, I'll help you get it done. <coughs> Why does Christ answer that? What is he telling them about their life when he is gone? He gives you a big hint. It's in the verse before that, context, before verse 14. In other words, the now. From now onwards, I'm away that the reason why you live is to glorify God, right? He said, I'm going away. Then he says in verse 14, Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. He tells them the reason why he will, when he's away, whatever he asks, whatever they ask of him, he will definitely answer because he wants, to, wants them to glorify the Father. Understand that? So do you understand the context of this? Everything that you pray for in life, when the Lord promised that He will answer, is it answer everything? Only those things that are pertinent to their mission that He's leaving them behind for. Okay, I explain it this way. Now I summarize the whole thing. Remember the previous lesson we said this. Um, they were very sad and they were very worried about one thing. Why, why were they sad? Anyone remember? Um, 
Joshua, do you remember why they were very troubled? Verse chapter 14, verse 1, they say they were troubled. When the Lord says, I'm going away, I'm going to die, and I am going to be betrayed, and I'm going to be crucified like a criminal. Ah, your leader, I'm going to be crucified like a criminal, and then I'm going to die. Then they start, they look very troubled. Why? Why were they so troubled? Um, Alright, so I give you a hint again. Huh? The leader was just the leader is telling them, I am going to be crucified like a criminal, I'm gonna die, and all these years we've been following, but I'm going to die like a criminal. Alright? Then they all get very troubled. Why? Why would they be very troubled? How would you feel if you've been following someone all their life? You sacrifice everything, you left your family, your job. And then this person say, bye, I'm going to die, I'm going to die like a criminal. How would you feel? What ha what's going to happen to us? Did we follow you wrongly? Right or not? That's why they, they were very troubled. They were worried about what? They are worried about their mission. Lord, you chose us. You told us that you chose us as apostles. And that you were going to use us. And then all of a sudden now you say, you're going to die as a criminal. The society is not going to accept us. Now, will, will, so, will the rest of the Jews who are already against Christ, will they accept their disciples? Now, you follow someone, maybe your music teacher, right? You follow your music teacher. Your music teacher, and you think that by following a music teacher, you're going to be um, liked by everyone, going to be successful. And then one day your music teacher, all right, I'm, I'm going to prison. <laughs> and then all your friends will laugh at you, right? You followed a criminal. And then you tell them, no, please follow me. They say, follow you, your, your teacher is a criminal, right? Why were they troubled? The moment they hear, look, remember in verse chapter 13, Christ was talking about him going to die. And they knew that he was talking about the crucifixion. And then they felt that, look, then what is going to happen to our mission? What is going to happen to my mission? Brenda, uh, um, so am I, will I go up to the stage and play the violin? Then you say, your teacher is a prisoner. <laughs> you feel like, oh, this is a failure, right? That is why they were also very worried. Why the Lord says, now you need to understand one thing. Your mission is not over, although I'm going to die. As a criminal, even in society, but... Please know, not only I prepared a place for you in heaven, please know that whatever you do, when you ask, when it's for the glory of my Father, when you ask, I will answer you. His promise is, I will, your mission continues as apostles. Your gospel work, your ministry continues. Don't think that it's over. Understand that. So when they, so can you understand this context now? Whenever, um, whenever you pray, Lord, whatever I ask, you promise you will answer. What has it to do with anything in your life? It, is always, it must always be something that has to do with God's kingdom. Your, the gospel work, God's glory. The Lord is saying, I'm leaving you behind. Right? Anna, your daddy says, I'm going away. I'm leaving you behind. I'm leaving you to do all these things at home, Anna. 
I want you to make sure you clean the kitchen, make sure you, uh, you don't have a dog, but pretend you have a dog, walk the dog, you know, and all those things, all right? I want you to do all these things. Then your daddy says, and everything that, that is related to this, I ask you to do, you call me for help, I will help you. Understand that? So your daddy left something for you to do. Christ is telling them this. I'm going away, your mission is not gone. I'm leaving you to do something. And I promise you that when you do it for God's kingdom, for His glory, I will always answer you. Don't be worried. Don't feel sad. And as long as you obey my commandments, my Father will always be known to you. I will always make myself known to you. I will be very close to you. Hmm? Maybe, maybe, um, maybe Veronica calls and then Daddy said, as long as you obey what I tell you to do, I will always be very happy with you, very close to you, at heart, right? But if you disobey me, I'll be angry at you and I will have to chastise you. Hmm? So that is, what, that is how Christ answered them. Do you understand now? But still, what is the lesson for us? So what's the lesson for us? We know why Christ answered the way he answered. What is the lesson then? So this is the difficult part. The even more difficult part. Vincent. Continuing the work that the Lord wants them to do after his departure. Very good. Relying on Christ to do his work. And he also says about one thing, right? What is the reason that... You see, the Lord says, I am going to the Father. So they say, can you show us the way? I already told you I'm the way, the truth, and the life. They say, okay. Philip's still not happy. Philip say, just show us the Father. Just show us the Father. They are impatient. They say, can we go with you now? Can you just show us and we go with you now? The Lord says, no, no, no. I need you to do what? I need you to stay behind. I need you to stay behind. And you stay behind with a purpose and a mission. Understand that? So why now? So I ask, um, ask you all. Why did God save you? Um, uh, Jesslyn. Why did God save you? Oh, put it the other way. Uh, all right, I just about to. I know you're just about to answer. All right, answer another question this way. Mm. After God saved you, are you immediately fit for heaven? So the day you asked the Lord to save you, the Lord, the day you asked, you told the Lord, "I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sin. Um, I, I believe only in you. I know that you're the way, the truth, and the life. Please forgive me. I want to repent of my sin. Help me to live an obedient life as your child from now onwards." Now, at that moment after you prayed that, and then um, your sister made you so angry, you had a heart attack and you died. <laughs> <laughs> Will you go to heaven immediately? Yeah. Will, right? Okay. Does God love you? Yes. How do you know that? The Bible tells me so. <laughs> right? right? So we know. The Bible tells that God, God loves us. Now, if God loves you, are you having a happy life on earth? Do you think heaven is happier than here? Yes. Do you think heaven, would you rather be in heaven now than, than, than later? Yes. Yes. Well, that's a bit hesitant. <laughs> right. Now, um, 
So, oh, it's a bit like that. This is a bad example, not very good example, all right? But I'm just trying to help young people understand. You are here in Perth. There is, what's a very nice place that, that young people like to go to? King's Park, right? Okay, the younger ones are very, the younger one has very simple uh, requests, all right? King's Park. King's Park, beautiful place. And then maybe for the older ones, I want to be in um, New Zealand. I want to be in, I don't know, some, some wonderful place, right? Now, your daddy, you say, Daddy, you love me. Daddy, why don't you bring me to King's Park? Why do you keep taking me to Mount Pleasant? Why? Daddy, why am I in Mount Pleasant? Why can't we go to King's Park tonight? Right? Then the older one, Daddy, why can't we just go and live in New Zealand? Why do you leave me here? Don't you love me? Right? Now, if God loves you, and heaven is a more beautiful place, why aren't you in heaven now? If God don't love us. Do God don't love us? Why did God... So you get my point. Why does God leave you behind, Samantha? Because the moment you trust in Christ, you also believe you will go to heaven. You can be immediately um, be fit for heaven, right? So why are you left behind? All right, very good. Mm -hmm. With our lives, very good. So because of which verse, um, Samantha? Um, verse 13, right? Now, remember the Lord says, I don't, you know, no, no, Philip, Philip and uh, Thomas, no, 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 you cannot come yet. You cannot come yet. I'm going. You don't come yet, all right? But I assure you that Whatever you ask in my name, I will do that so that my Father will be glorified in the Son. So he's saying, so my friends, do you understand Christ's answer? We all, I, I very often say, Lord, I want to go to heaven now. I'm not suicidal. Huh? I just think heaven is a wonderful place. Heaven is a wonderful place. I'd rather be in heaven now. Then I realize this. The Lord's answer is this. No, I leave you behind because there is a purpose for you to fulfill to glorify me. And when you live for that purpose, I will always hear your prayers. Understand that? So, um, now, can you be useful to God if you're disobedient to God? No, right? That is why he answered that part. If you love me, obey me. If you love me, obey me. If you love me, obey me. Now, you say you love me. Do you know why Christ said, if you love me, obey me? You say you love me, but actually, who are you loving? Shenrei. Say, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. Who do they love? They love, they love? They love the happiness, yeah. You love King's Park. <laughs> I want to go to King's Park, I want to go to I love King's Park. But Christ said, if you love me, then you stay in this not so nice place to fulfill my purpose for you. Understand that? That is why Christ answered this way. Vincent, you get it? Right? Christ answered this way because He wanted them to know one thing. After you and I are saved, we are immediately ready for heaven. Shane, you understand that? But why is Shane still around? Because God has a purpose for Shane, for each one of you. Now the question is this, are you and I living for that purpose? Are you and I living for that purpose? If you and I don't live for that purpose, in other words, we don't obey God's command, we do not love Christ. We love ourselves. Alright? So, 
Um, it's a bit like that. I use another analogy. I need you to understand this context very well because you need, we need to really understand what the Lord purpose for our life on earth because we are living for self very often. Now, here is a bit like that. Uh, okay, I pick Jennifer or Veronica. I pick Veronica. <laughs> All right, Veronica looks not happy, right? Ben, <laughs> I pick Emberly, right? I pick Emberly. I pick on Emberly. Now, Daddy Mommy says, uh, Emberly, stay at home, and I need you to stay at home. Um, Daddy Mommy is going to a nice place. <laughs> but I need you to stay at home because, Emberly, that is a very important thing for you to do. There are many things at home that you need to take care of, all right, while we are away. All right, Emberly, you do that for Daddy and Mommy because you love us. So you stay back. Important things you must do, all right? Then Emily cries. Emily throw, throws tantrums. Emily screams. I don't care, I don't care, I want to go with you. Have you seen children like that? My daddy money won't go to the toilet, so can I? <laughs> I don't want you to go to the toilet, right? Now, we laugh, right? We look at the children, ha ah, yeah, these kids. But this is a bit how the disciples were behaving. We don't want you to go. We don't want you to go. Why are you going? Where are you going? To the toilet. No, I don't want to go, right? <laughs> Parents are like that. You, the kid, mommy, mommy, you going? Mommy going to the toilet. Why are you going to the toilet? So they were just very concerned about what? Their own feelings. Their own feelings. What they want. I'll be lonely. I'll be, um, I'll be helpless. No, I don't want you to go. Now, very often we are like that. We. Like the disciples, we only care about our feelings, ourselves, our lives, our happiness. We don't want to be lonely. That's all we care about. That's why sometimes when we preach the gospel, or even you counsel someone, then the person, wow, one whole long list. How come you don't want to come to church? Because no one talked to me. I'm very lonely in church. How come you don't want to come to Bible study? After Bible study, I got no friends. It's all about us. Why don't you go for evangelism? Doan, where people scold me. Why don't you go to old folks' home? Doan, I want to rest. It's all about us. Here the Lord did not scold them, but the Lord encouraged them. Please remember, I have a very important mission for you. And the mission is not lost, although I go to the cross. It's not lost. You continue. You persist. I need you to stay back and do that. Alright, so... Really, whatever you pray for, now do you understand why you pray for them? Why do you pray for anything? So that His name will be glorified. So, Brenda, you're the one who chose this first, right? Verse 14, whatever you ask in my name, that will I do. Now you know the context. The whole context is the Lord say, anything you ask related to my kingdom, related to my glory, Bender, I will always help you. Right? So when you pray, does it mean, so I cannot pray for Lord, help me with my exams? Then you have to ask, why are you asking God to help you with your exams? Lord, help me to find a job. Then you have to ask, Lord, why am I asking you to help me find a job? I exist today, now, to live for you. Every moment is for you. My life, you left me here for you. For your kingdom's work, for your glory. Why do you choose this job? Why do you choose this course of study? Everything, Lord, that I may be useful to you. Understand that? Now, what is the proof? What is the proof? Lord, help me to study this course uh, so that I can glorify you. 
But then, you don't come for fellowship, you don't come for worship, you don't serve, you don't do anything, you don't read your Bible, you don't obey God, then is it a genuine prayer? Lord, I'm doing this for your glory. No, I'm doing this for myself. Alright, so always remember that. So whatever you do, don't do it because of anything except, Lord, for your kingdom, for your glory. Okay, so, so remember that. Um, so that is the principle that the Lord was trying to build in the disciples who were a bit, they were looking inward. Lord, I'm, we are very sad. Lord, um, we may be ridiculed. Lord, we are lonely. Say, don't worry, I'll send a comforter. Okay, so now that is the context. So, few verses. Um, and the other one. Uh, okay, question number two. So now, now everything becomes very easy to, to, re, to answer already. Alright, question number two. What does 13 to 14 mean? What does it mean to ask in Jesus' name? So what do you think? Anna, you want to try? So from now on, you know, why, does, why is Anna on earth? Why did you not die in the desert? Remember you tell me, told me the desert story? Why did Anna not die in the desert? Why did God hear Anna's prayer to bring Anna out of the desert? One day you ask Anna about the desert story. It's very, it's very amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> right? It's impossible that Anna is sitting here. Except that God intended for her to continue living. So why did God leave you? Why did God bring you back to Perth? Because God to live for who? To live for, to live for Him. Right? And God wants you from now on to live for Him. Okay? That is why God saved you. God kept you from dying. Because God did not take you home like He did not take the disciples home. He left them there for a purpose. Okay? Alright, so... So, what does it mean to ask in Jesus' name then? Uh, Melissa, want to try? When we pray, do you ever wonder why do we pray in Jesus' name? Okay, you look at the context, or rather I told you the context, and then you look at that verse. He says, whatsoever you ask in my name, right, 13 and 14, whatsoever you ask in my name, whatever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. What does it mean? Why did not Jesus say, whatever you ask, I'll do? But he says, in my name. Very good. It will be, in His name means according to what Christ Himself would want. Alright? According to God's will. So it's not to live for ourselves. Lord, make me rich, make me famous, make me pretty, make me tall, make me handsome, whatever. All for ourselves. God says, whatsoever you ask in my name, in my name means it is consistent with God's will. With what the Lord's will is. His name. The name reflects the person's character. Remember we studied that? Name reflects the person's character. So can, will, will you ask something that is inconsistent with God's character? No. Right? And then, um, so what else in His name? In the context, it refers to things that are relevant to God's, Christ's mission. Right? Things that are relevant to Christ's mission. Everything that Christ would want to occur. Consistent with His mission. And he's been talking about his mission. Okay, so now we come back to this question. Um, Vincent, I ask in God's name. And all right, Vincent says, I want, to, I want to go on this mission trip. 
Hmm? Right, so you think carefully. This is about answering prayer. I want to go on this mission trip. And then I prayed. God, it must be for your glory, right? It must be for your work. It's for your kingdom. Nothing to do with myself. I say very hard. I even save my own money. All right? So I'm, I'm going. Then I prayed the whole year. And then at the last minute, some, um, something very urgent happened in your family and you cannot leave your family and you have to stay behind. Then you ask, but God, you said that anything I ask in your name, for your kingdom, for your work, you will answer what? How come I can't go now? Because sometimes we ask that. The Lord left us behind for a purpose, right? So now how? How do you answer that? Because it happens. Hmm. How? Oh, you want to answer yourself. All right. Probably, if I go, supposedly that instant, go to that place, then you might have an unfortunate accident or... he might move away from God. Mm-hmm. But so it, it is not according to the prayer. Okay. Right? So so some we have to understand that. Now we are doing we are praying when we pray and we are praying for God's work. Now, how does God answer? Should it be according to what we think and what we want? No, because he is God. He knows what is best. Yeah, maybe you could be you go there and then you might get into an accident. But or he could say no. I think it's more important for Vincent to stay because when you stay back, your family is in crisis. You're going to preach the gospel to your younger sister, and then she's going to believe in Christ, right? So now, because when we are praying for God's work, God's kingdom's work, you don't have to worry how God answers. Whatever, in fact, he answered negative is still an answer. It is the right answer for his kingdom. <coughs> understand that? So that is how we understand when we pray. We do not have to worry. Now, you know when, when we pray, all right, Emily, for example, Emily, when you pray, have you prayed for something that you really wanted very much and then you prayed and prayed and prayed that you desire very much? Have you had that? Okay, have. All right, good. And did God answer it? No. Um, how did you feel after that? It's not his will, right? How can you accept it so easily? <coughs> There's a worldly thing. It's not for God's kingdom. It's not useful to him, right? So when we understand that all our prayers, as long as it is for God's kingdom, for God's work, we do not get upset. Someone recently uh, I've been wanting something very much, then been talking to him, he's been talking to me, texting me and all that. And then, but in his heart, in his heart he knows, he just wants this so much for himself. And he cannot sleep, cannot eat, right? When you, i give you an example. Alright, Shen Rei, um, I need you, say I, alright? I want you to go and um, clean the worship hall. Alright? Clean the worship hall. And then you went to clean the worship hall and then you're cleaning and then I told you, Shen Rei, now I need you, stop that, I need you to go and clean the toilet. <laughs> Alright? Now, 
if you are just simply right, whatever you ask me to do, I'll do. Will you get upset? No. All right. Okay. You don't mean to do this. Now I do that. All right. I do that. That's it. We don't get upset. But if Shenrei wants to clean the wash, want to clean the toilet because she loves cleaning toilet so much. <laughs> all right. She's obsessed with cleaning toilet. And now I say, Shenrei, don't clean the toilet. Go and clean the, go and clean the sanctuary. What will happen? I don't care, I want to clean the toilet. <laughs> you get someone else to clean. Right? Why? Because it becomes personal. Right now, it becomes personal. Do you understand when we pray? If you are, if your heart, if you understand my life on earth is to do God's will. Lord, if I pray I want this job, and if I don't get it, then it is your will. So be it. I live on earth for your purpose anyway. You want to direct me to another job, another course of study, I just go there. But if it is very personal, Lord, I really want to be an, I don't know what, what, what do you want to be? And uh, Veronica, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm, haven't thought of such thing, too long. Hannah or Anna, what do you want to be when you grow up? <coughs> fashion designer. Uh, it might be a worldly thing, so you have to be careful. You can design fashion for Christians. Alright, Christians have a problem finding clothes. <laughs> right? So you design nice, modest clothes for Christians. Right? Don't design those mini skirt, low cut blouses. Alright, those are not good. Alright? Now, if God do not let you do it, and then you get very angry, hmm, then you wanted to do that thing for who? For yourself or for God? For yourself. If it was for God, it doesn't matter. Alright, God, doesn't matter. Okay? It's alright. That's it. I move on. Right, so I hope you understand this first part. This is a very important part. The Lord is leaving this earth. The disciples are very troubled. And the disciples also begin to have a very selfish, inward-looking life. Lord, what about us? What about what we are going to do? And the Lord says, as long as you live for my kingdom, for God's glory, I will always help you. And that's why I'm leaving you behind. So please do not get very angry when... Um, like like Emily rightly points out, if I don't get it, then, well, it's not for God. It's worldly, then that's it. I'll leave it behind. Forget it. Maybe I want to do this job because of pride, because of whatever. God doesn't give me. It's alright. I move on to whatever God gives me. I'm just at this call. Alright, so understand that, this context. So Brenda, when, we, when this popular verse comes to your mind now, when you pray, it only applies if we are living for God's glory. Understand that? You're living for self, this verse does not apply because of verse 13. Okay? So now, um, I hope you really get that. Now, question, now, now you will be able to answer this question very easily. Because this was the toughest question that I think you would encounter when a charismatic comes to you. A right, charismatic comes to Shane. Shane was talking to some charismatic friends. Alright, charismatic friend comes to Shane. Um, and then ask Shane, Shane, now, didn't God say uh, in verse 12, uh, sorry, in verse 11, Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, for else, uh, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Huh? Because we always we've been saying that the Lord, we do not believe in using miracles to convince people, right? Right? Uh, so far, we've been studying in John. That's called power evangelism. Power evangelism means we show God's power through miracles 
to evangelize people. Okay? So then Shane tells his friend, no, 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 um, um, God's, God's way is, um, is not through this showing miracles to convince people. By the way, um, Mabel, what verse would you use to prove that it is not God's way? That miracles does not save people. Seeing miracles does not make a person believe in Christ. Which example? What's the greatest miracle Christ performed? A few chapters back only. Elaine, help her. Which miracle? Feeding of 5,000, alright, that's, that's, <laughs> okay, that's a great miracle, but something even greater than that. Uh, Jennifer. Yes, when Jesus rose, raised someone from the dead, right? Who was it? Lazarus, right? Did the people believe? Although they saw the miracle of raising Lazarus. Shane, did the people believe? In fact, after that, what did they want to do? They want to kill. They want to kill Lazarus to get rid of the evidence, right? It's a miracle. They know, so miracles doesn't say. But then they come to Shane. But Shane, you see, Jesus himself say, oh yeah, if you don't believe, at least believe for the work's sake. For the sake of the works that I've done so far, at least you believe. So is Christ promoting power evangelism? Shane, do you understand what I'm asking? Right. So is Christ promoting that? Now you understand the context, right? You understand the context. I know the Sing Sisters may have this question posed to you. See, see your church. Oh, Jesus asks us to be, uh, believe in His works. For the sake of His works, at least believe His works. How are you going to answer? What's the context? Think carefully. Other people ask, other people, I'll put it the other way. Um, Jennifer, all this while when Jesus was performing miracles, it is to show that he is what? He is God. Very good. Now, the question here is, so people said, now, let's, let's use miracle to prove to people that he is God, right? For the work's sake. If you can show work, at least people will believe for the work's sake. Now the question is this, Shane. Is this context about them as not believing that Jesus is God? This context here. The disciples ask, Lord, where, where are you going? We don't know the way. Lord, show us the Father and, you, and we'll be happy. Were they, ask, were they doubting that Jesus is God, Hannah? No, right? Is it about the fact that Jesus, when Jesus says, at least believe in me for the work's sake, is Jesus telling me, if you don't believe that I'm God, at least believe my miracles? Is Jesus saying that? No. He's not. Then what is Jesus saying? Okay, I'll give you a big clue. Because these are verses that the, the charismatics will come to you. Alright, Joshua. Right, Joshua looked in deep thought. <laughs> Alright? Joshua was going like that. <laughs> Alright, so now, what is the context? The context is that they were concerned that their, their mission, their commission as apostles were threatened that they will be pointless being apostles from here on, right? That was what they were concerned about, right? Understand? Now, in view of that, Jesus says, now if you're worried about your apostleship going, if you're worried about 
the fact that after I die, um, the mission is over, then at least believe the works that I've done. What do you think Jesus is saying? Is he saying, at least believe my miracles? Or is he saying something else? Kenny, you want to try? I know it's difficult because this... Yeah, Shane. The work very close. The work he has been doing has been glorifying God, right? The work he has been doing has always been proven that the mission is sanctioned by God. Right or not? This mission has been sanctioned by God the Father. So he says, he's saying this. Now, you have seen, you have heard, or rather this way, you have known the way. I've shown you the way. Hmm? The gospel. I've shown you the truth. I've told you what is real. And you yourself say, Lord, who are we going to? You have the truth. And I've shown you that I can give life. I've shown you all these things. And all these things has to do with His kingdom. Right? I've doing... Now he may say, at least believe me for the works. He said, I, you should believe the mandate I've gotten from the Father. All these things that I have done is clearly God's, the Father's approval of my ministry on earth. Right? Now, if you still doubt that this mission is over, try to remember what I've been doing in the ministry. He's been confirming that this is the true gospel and the gospel will continue. That is the Father's intention. Now, if, if you are worried, at least be convinced that my mission is true and my mission will continue. Okay, a lot of you look very puzzled. You have to be able to explain this. Otherwise, they say, oh yeah, actually, Jesus wants us to show miracles so that people will believe for the work's sake. What is this work? This work refers to God's kingdom work on earth. His gospel work. Understand that? He's not talking about miracles to save people, to save the unsaved. He's saying my ministry is, is, uh, uh, is very clearly approved by the Father. You've seen many times. When I, got, when I was baptized, I came out of the water. What did the Father say? This is my son. In whom I am well pleased. You heard that for yourself. Didn't you see that work? I raised Lazarus back from the dead. I have power to give life. I'm real. This mission work that God is pleased to send me to, He enabled me to do it. It will continue. It will continue. Your apostleship, you should not question your apostleship even after I go. You know why the Lord was concerned? That after His death, what will happen? The disciples say what? Oh, finish already. Let's, let's, let's disband. Let's go back to fishing. Let's go back. Finish. Let's forget about doing the gospel, the work that Christ did on earth. Let's forget about that work. That was what the Lord had to tell them. No, 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 no. If you are doubtful that your apostleship is over, at least remember the proof that I've given you about my messiahship on earth. I am the messiah. Remember that. Don't give up. It has nothing to do with doing miracles to save souls. Understand that? 
it is affirming to them your apostleship is not over. <coughs> Remember that by my works I have shown you I am the Messiah and this work will continue. Alright, at least Brendan nodded. I haven't seen anyone else nod, except my wife. <laughs> <laughs> before I told her, before I left, I said, it's going to be a difficult passage to explain, but you all must understand. Because if you don't understand why the law answered like that, there's one important thing that you will miss. You will miss the fact that the law is trying to tell us, when you live on earth, live for my glory. When you pray for anything, pray for my glory. Don't live for yourself anymore. Because the disciples were beginning to worry about themselves, that's all. Lord, will I pass my exam or not? Lord, will I grow up or not? Don't worry about growing up. Lord, will I grow up? You know? Lord, will I have a job? Lord, will I have... The disciples were like that. Lord, will we, will we, will we? That's all they're thinking about. That's us. And the Lord says, no, don't, don't keep thinking about Think about your mission on earth. And this mission will continue. Alright? So it's not about miracles. Important, Brenda can explain. Because if your charismatic friends ask you, you can explain. Shane, can you explain now? Still cannot. This works is not about not so much about the miracles to save souls. It is about his messiahship is firm. At least believe all that I've done to prove my messiahship. Therefore, your apostleship is not over. The work will continue. And then you pray and I will help you. Alright? You stay true. Okay? So, Emily, can I not? Still cannot. Okay, I explain to you on the side. <laughs> okay, so uh, Shenry? No. Still cannot. Roughly. Roughly. Alright, I explain what you understand. So I'm a charismatic, I come. Shenry, you know, the Bible tells us Jesus says that it is not wrong to believe for the work's sake. Okay. How are you gonna explain? Explain by the context. <laughs> what works is this? Is it about miracles? Very good. Yes, so that is, that's pretty much it. That this context is not Christ saying, you don't believe that I'm God, uh, at least believe my works. No, they know He's God. They believe He's God. They say, please show us the Father. Please take us to heaven. Otherwise, you know, they won't ask that question. They, it is not about proving miracles proving that He's God. Their main concern was their mission on earth. Is it over? And Christ said, remember, all that I've done, I'm proven as the Messiah. And this work will continue. As, old, as Jews, you know that the, when the Messiah comes, the mission will go on. His kingdom is here. Alright? So it's all about that. About His Messiahship, and therefore their apostleship is not over. At least believe my Messiahship. That's what he's saying. Alright? Not about miracles. Okay, so now. Um, so it's not about power evangelism. I think you'll get it hopefully in time. Vincent, you can? Roughly? Yes. Okay. Now, number four. So now we move to this one. Emily, um, do you love Jesus? Yes. How do you prove your love to Jesus? By obeying Him. By obeying Him. Alright, that's a good answer, but the answer must always be found in the Bible. Alright, so can you find the answer, Emily? 
In which verse? Very good. In verse 15, if you let's read together verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. Anyone can find another verse that says this in the same chapter? Very good. Jesslyn, verse 21, let's read together. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Now, now it goes a step further. Huh? He that hath my commandments. Ray, do you have God's commandments? You study FEBC course? Many courses? You know many of God's commandments? Uh, um, Anna, do you know the Ten Commandments? Yeah. Can you memorize all of them? Not yet. Okay, one day we'll do that. Uh, Melissa, do you know God's commandments? At least some of them. Right, from the Bible. But is knowing enough or not? Right, what is the test of our love? Alright, so Amberly, is knowing enough? Verse 21. He that hath my commandment. You have got God's commandment. Wow, your Bible is very colorful. So, so many commandments in there has been highlighted. But no use if we don't keep them, right? If you love me, if look at verse 21. So, all look at verse 21, not just Emberly. He that hath my commandment, we know it and keep them. So, Emberly is right. How do we prove our love to Christ? We keep his commandments. Keep his commandments. There are many, um, actually, um, there's, the Lord says this again. We have no time, but I want you to move forward. Can you lo- look at verse um, 23? Um, Can we read 23 together? Jesus answered and said unto them, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Right? If, any man, if a man love me, he will keep my words. What is a man... A Christian that doesn't love Christ. Let's read verse 24. He that loveth me not, keepeth not my sayings, and the word which he hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. This is the test of a man, a Christian who doesn't love, or any man who doesn't love Christ. We will not keep his commandments. We know his commandments, but we don't keep it. We know we study his word, but we don't obey it. Then Christ simply say, you do not love me, no matter how much you say you love me. Love is not just with our lips. All right? Love is proven by our obedience. That is the test for every Christian. Very simple obedience. Would you come for worship? No, study is more important. Would you continue to study God's word? No, study is more important. Yep. Um, with regards to question four, my answer was um, without proof, it's not according to his will. So I took service as obedience. Say again, what's your question? Um, for question four, I took service as obedience. So, would service means obedience? Okay, service means obedience. Very good question. Um, I'm going to test someone. Uh, all right. Uh, Shane, your brother, I forgot your name. Joash. Sorry, your birthday was the other week. Joash, is service equal to obedience? Service means I serve God. 
Is service equal obedience? Yes or no? Or yes and no? <laughs> uh, yes and no. Okay, you're allowed that choice. Why yes and no? Alright, you may you may serve God for different motives. Alright? Maybe some serve for pride. Then is it is it loving God? No, loving self. Right? Okay? So service or for example, okay, I want to serve God. I want this church to be very big. So I'm bringing in the drums, the electric guitar, the tongue speaking, the rock music. Um, and I'm going to stop preaching the truth. I'm going to preach God loves you. God wants you to have everything. And even you steal and kill people, God still loves you and will take you to heaven. This church will grow. People say, wow, this man must serve very well. That's why the church is growing. Am I, is that obedience? No, right? I'm disobeying God's commandments. Okay, so service. I thank you for bringing it up. Very important to learn. Service does not mean obedience. Now, some people have this concept. Okay. Um, I like this sin. I continue in this sin. Hmm? Okay. But I want to make it up. So I serve very hard in church. Is that obedience? No, right? Sometimes you can see someone in church you not know, serving very hard. But if the person openly lives in sin in another area, is that obedience? Is that love? No, because God said, anyone who loves me, Jennifer, what will the person do? Keep my commandments. Because people have this wrong concept, if I love God, it's proven by my service. As long as I'm serving somewhere, I can continue in certain sin. No, God says obedience. To what is better than to what? Amberly. Hey, uh, Jocelyn. To God said to, um, God said to King Saul, to... To what is better than to what? <laughs> so much clues. <laughs> King Saul is a clue. To what is better than to? Hannah. Sounds familiar? To obey is better than to sacrifice. Okay, um, Vincent looked a bit puzzled. What does it mean to obey is better than to sacrifice? Uh, no, because like, I don't know if my answer just now will answer that. Mm-hmm. Without truth, not to yep. So in that service, sacrifice, sacrifice without knowing the truth, sacrifice for the long course. Mm. Yep, that's correct. Yep, you're correct. So God, God says obedience is is better is obedience is better than sacrifice. Sometimes we think, wow, I sacrifice, I work very hard for God, I do this, do that, but in areas of my life, I don't obey. God said, I'd rather you obey me, live an obedient life. First, okay, so remember that because as you grow up, it's going to happen to you. You say, God, you know, it's double life. We live double life. <laughs> Many Christians live double life. God, I'm, I'm coming to church, no? I'm also serving you. I'm going old folks' home. I'm studying God's word on Friday. I'm doing, but the moment I go to work, I go to school, I'm with my friends, I disobey you. I live another life. But Christ said, Obey better than to sacrifice. When we live, when we think service is better than service is obedience, then we will end up living double life. You say, as long as I fulfill going to church, doing this, doing this, I can live in the other sin. Right? So very important. Young people, that is something that easily deceives us. God will rather every area of our life we are obedient. Okay? Then God will use us. Then God will use us. Right? So some people make up. 
You know, some people may come and say, Wow, you know, I serve so hard in church. And how can you still point out my sin? Right? The fact that I serve so hard, you should not point out my sin. Because service is more important. What is more important to God? Obedience. Alright? So learn that. Don't live double lives. God is not pleased. Because God said, if you love me, He didn't say serve me. If you love me, keep my, keep my words. There's only one other thing that Lord says, if any man love me, if you love me, there's the other, if you love me, do what? Huh? He said to Peter, if you love me, can he? If you love me, he said to Peter, I just told you last night, <laughs> I hope you were not, I know it was very, very late last night, we stayed back to very late. If, if you love me, I said, there's only two, if you love me, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, why are you doing facilitation? Ray, if you love me, no, no. I have to ask those who don't. Samantha, any idea if you love? Huh? Teach, uh, teach your commandments. Feed my sheep. Yeah, if you love me, feed my sheep. Why? Because when you feed God's sheep, when you teach them God's commandments, when they obey God, more people love God. That proves your love. Lord, I, I feed your sheep because I want them to love you. I want them to love you because I love you. Anna, do you like people, do you want others to love your daddy and mommy whom you love? Right? If you love me, I want others to love you too, Lord. I remember a story about this, this friend, you're a teenager, so I hope you understand this story. A young girl, she had a very good friend. This friend loves, she loved this friend very much. Um, but this young girl loved Christ. She's a believer. And she kept sharing the gospel to the friend. Said, why don't you come and believe in Jesus? And the friend would not believe in Jesus. And she wrote in her diary. And then one day her friend read, found her diary and she happened to read it. He said, right, pretend Anna. Anna, who's your best friend? Bethany. Bethany. Is Bethany a Christian? No. no. So would you like her to come to know Christ? Yeah. yeah. So one day, um, this girl pretends she's Anna and the other girl is Bethany. Anna wrote in the diary, I wish, I wish Bethany would love my Christ as I love him. And then when Bethany read, he said, Oh, because my friend loves this Christ, and my friend also wants me to come to love this Christ. If you love me, feed my sheep. Why do you feed other people? Why do you teach other people? Why am I here teaching you? Because I want to be famous. No. Because I want the YouTube to be on YouTube. No. <laughs> because I hope that you all will come to love the Christ that I love. I may not love him as well, but I hope you love him better. Right? When you love someone, it's like that. I wish that people love my parents too. You, and who, who, why, which one of you love people to hate your parents? No such thing, right? You love your parents, you want people to love them. If you love me, feed my sheep. But here is the most important one. If you love me, keep my commandments. What is the proof? That is the proof. No matter how much you say you love Christ, no use if we are disobedient. Right, what else do I want to say? Alright, so how, how do you know you love Christ? You go back, you turn on your computer, you look at what's inside. 
You want to know whether you love Christ? You go back, you look at your wardrobe, you look at your books, you look at your games, you look at your hobbies, you look at your friends, and then you say, is this disobedient to Christ? Lord, I love you. I will get rid of them. I will stop. Because Lord, I did not know that my love is proven by my obedience. Now I learned tonight, the Lord says, you told me that if I love you, I will keep your commandments, and Lord, help me. I will from today onwards. Please help me. Alright? We may love other things more, but we say, Lord, help me to love you more. I give this thing up. I sacrifice them to you. So now this is what the Lord is trying to tell the disciples here. He's leaving this earth. He wants them to understand that. So how many times did, in a short discussion, how many times did he say that? If any man love me, keep my commandments. How many times he said that? I ask you to write down the verses, right? Uh, which question are we at? Number four, right? Alright, so I ask you to write, um, quote the verses. Verses, and uh, Jasmine have quoted verse 15, then there is verse 21, and then what's the next one? Verse 23. Alright, so please write that down and go back and memorize it. 15, 21, and 23. Okay, so one more question. Another challenge of the charismatics. So this question goes to Shane again. <laughs> okay, Shane, Shane was trying to talk to some of his charismatic friends. Um, he loves them. He wants them to obey God. So we help him. Alright, so now, Shane, your friends say, question number five. What did Jesus mean in verse 12? Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works which that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than this shall he do. So they will say to Sean, Sean, Jesus performed miracles, Shane, you can call me any name also, <laughs> to get back at me. Shane, when, when Sean is your dad, now when, when your charismatic friend says, he quotes to you this verse, you see, Jesus said that we can perform greater works, Jesus performed miracles, we are going to do even greater works. That's why your church keeps saying no more miracles. Didn't Jesus say after he leaves, there will be even more miracles, we will do greater works than him? Hmm. Do you get that question yet? Oh, you got that. So what did you answer then? Okay, so you have a problem. Alright, so now, we, we all look at verse, what's that verse? Verse uh, 14, uh, verse 12. Now, Sean, uh, Shane, now, Shane, your friend says this. Alright, Shane, your friend says, because I go unto my father. Right? It means that after Jesus leaves, we will do greater works, you know? Has Jesus left? Yes. So after he left, we will do greater works. How are you going to answer that? Ichung. How can you prove that? Um, in Acts chapter 3. Okay. So did, are, do, are we doing greater works? Did the disciples do greater works than Christ? In terms of the gospel. In, okay, let's turn to Acts chapter 2. <coughs> Verse 1. Um, 
41. Okay, very good. Acts chapter 2, verse 41. You can write your answer there. Alright, so Shane, you should write the answer. So just in case your friends ask you. Chapter 2, verse 41. Let's read chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, verse 41 together. Reading. And they gladly received his word and were baptized in the same day. 3,000 souls in one day under the preaching of the apostle Peter. 3,000 souls got saved. When Christ died, how many followers were with him? Hmm? 500? When he died? And then, has there been any occasion in the Bible, in Christ's life, in the gospel on earth, when Christ preached and 3,000 people believed, not followed for the food's sake, huh? they believed, they, they joined the church, they believed. Any, any occurrence of that? Don't have, right? This is stupendous work. Now, actually, I ask you, what is, more, what is greater works? Um, feeding 5,000 miraculously, actually, that's very great work. Or feeding 5,000 miraculously, or 3,000 people at one time, or believe in the Lord Jesus and got saved. Which one is, both are very great works, but which one greater? Hannah? 3,000 souls, alright, we all know that's the right answer, but the question is, why do you consider that greater? Right? It takes the power of God to change a sinner to a saint. Someone who totally turns away from his sin, translate him from darkness to light. Immediately at that moment, he won't be in hell anymore. After he dies, he will be permanently in heaven. Do you know what kind of power that is? When you go for, when you do your September 30 and 30, when you give the tract, you hold in your hand, right? Then I explain. A great power. Not your power. God's power. When Christ fed the 3,000, did they get saved? Or 5,000, did they get saved? No, many of them went away. Right? Many of them went away. Who did greater works? The disciples or Christ? In terms of works, huh? I mean the kind of works. Christ, uh, the disciples, right? Christ said, I will use you to do great works. And this was one of them. So is it greater in power or greater in scope? It's greater in scope. Understand? Greater in scope. Did Christ go and preach in Rome, in the European countries? No. But the disciples went, sent by him. You see the scope, was it greater? Christ only preached within Israel area, right? The disciples preached far wider around the world to the other continents. Greater in scope. And so he says, after I leave, you will do greater works than what I've done. Not that they are more powerful than Christ. The greater works is not more powerful. The power is still in God. But their scope will be greater than what Christ intended to do when he was on earth. Understand that? Can you answer that, Sh uh, Shane, now? Alright. So it is both times Christ is not talking about miracles. Alright. He was talking about the commission of the apostles. Understand that? Okay. Alright, I think um, this might be a logical... Uh, let me see what's the next question. 
Okay, logical point to stop because next one we'll do the Holy Spirit. Okay, we answered about the Holy Spirit. Alright, so can you pay attention for a bit more? I just summarize. Christ going to the cross in this chapter, right? The disciples asked two questions, or three actually. We covered one next. First question, Lord, where are you going? How to get there? How to get to heaven? The Lord answer, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Right? Then, Philip, not satisfied. I want to see now. <laughs> I want to see now. Very impatient, very self-motivated. The disciples feeling sad, worried that they are nobody anymore, their mission and, and work is gone. That is when Christ reminds them, your existence on earth is not purposeless even though I have left. Huh? So remember, you are not purposeless on this. God has a very specific purpose. That's why God has not taken you to heaven. Anna, why has not God left you to die in the desert that day? Because God has a purpose for you. And it's a purpose to live for Anna's own joy and pleasure. It's now to live for Christ. How do you live for Christ? How do you prove your love for Christ? Doing His work, right? obeying His commandment. How do you prove your love for Christ, Jennifer? By obeying. What's the verse? If any man love me, he will, he will keep my commandments. Very good. So Christ say, I'm leaving you behind for a purpose. Keep my commandments. Show your love to me. We no longer live for self, my friends. I hope you understand what Christ is trying to tell them that. Because this is a lost Christianity, I have to tell you. Alright, um, Jesslyn, are your friends, are your Christian friends in school? Is it typical of them to say, we live for Christ, we don't want to live in sin, we don't want to go to these places, we don't want to do those things, we don't want to be worldly, we want to be pure and live for Christ? Is it typical among Christian friends of yours today? Not really, right? That's why it's a loss, Christian living. But Christ, before He left this earth, He only reminded the disciples one thing, you, I'm leaving you behind. You have a purpose to live for my glory, not for worldliness, not for self anymore. If you love me, keep my commandments. Alright? Okay? So that is the context of this whole thing. So Brenda, whenever you think of this famous verse, whatsoever you ask in my name, that I will do. What's the context? What are you praying about? Yes, those things are always to glorify God. His kingdom and His work. Alright? So when you pray for your studies, it's about that. You pray for what you want to do, what job, it's always about that. No longer about yourself. Alright? Let us pray.